Are you ready for the word this morning? All right, let's get into the word. Well, today I want us to take a look at a very familiar story in the Bible. Uh, It's found in John chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. John chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. I want you to pay uh, very close attention as I read because I'm not going to retell the story. So I want you to be familiar with the story this morning. It says, uh, Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives. But early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and he said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and he said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. The title of my message today is Drop Your Rocks drop your rocks. I want to share with you today five observations. As I, as I went through this story once again, as I've read it many, many, many times, but I, as I went through it once again, I made five observations, and, and I want to share those five observations with you this morning. And the first observation that I make from this story is this. Those who should be for us are often against us. Would you agree? Those who should be for us are often Against us, notice verse number three. It says the the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery and they put her in front of the crowd. Has this ever happened to you? Has this ever happened to you? Those who should be for you, those who should be helping you, those who, who should have your best interests at heart, are the very ones who are hurting you, hindering you, harming you. Has it ever happened to you? Yeah, it was the religious leaders of the day that were against her. Listen, this morning, we should help guide people, not guilt them. Did you hear me? I say we should help guide people, not, not guilt them. Now, please do not hear what I am not saying. So often people hear things that are not said. So please, please do not hear what I'm not saying today. I'm not saying we should ignore or condone or downplay sin. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that we should no longer preach against sin. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. 
See, see, I'm not really talking about sin right now. I'm talking about the sinner. And how many know there is a difference? Yeah, we should hate the sin, but love the sinner. So my first observation today is those who should be for us are often against us. My second observation this morning is this. What should be kept secret is often made public. Notice verse 3 and 4. It says they brought the woman and, and they put her, notice, in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. Wait, what? They told the whole crowd about her sin? What should have been kept secret was made public. People love to talk, don't they? Look around like you know it's not me, it's them. Yeah, people love, love to talk, man. And the juicier the story, the better they like it. Two people were talking one day, and one of them said to the other, let me tell you what I heard. And they said, tell me. And they told him. And they said, wow, wow, tell me some more. So he told them more. And they said, really, you're kidding me? Tell me some more. And they told him some more. Really? Tell me some more. And they told him some more. Really? Tell me more. Look, man, I've already told you more than I know. <laughs> Should sin be ignored? Should it be swept under the rug? Should it be disregarded? No, no, and no. But on the other hand, what should be kept secret should not be made public. Think about the story of the prodigal son. You know the story well. Don't have to retell the story. When the prodigal son came home, he came home looking like a sinner. He had been in the hog pen. He stunk. He was filthy. He was dirty. He, he, when the prodigal son came home, he, he came home looking like a sinner. But if you'll remember the story, after he repented, the Bible says that his father called for the best robe in the house and covered his son up. His father covered him up with a clean robe and, and put the family ring on him and restored him as a son. His big brother wanted to shame him. His father wanted to save him. What are we all about? Shaming or saving? Hear this this morning. God, what God has expunged should not be exposed. First Peter chapter 4 and verse number 8 says, Continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers. A multitude of sins. Here's what I know. Jealousy exposes love, expunges. Because of jealousy, the prodigal's older brother wanted to expose him. This son of yours that has squandered the family money with prostitutes is now coming home, he said. But out of unconditional love for his son, the prodigal's father chose to expunge him and what he had done. What are we all about, exposing or expunging? 
Let's move on to my third observation. And my third observation is this. People love to use Scripture to their advantage. Listen to verses 4 through 6. They said to Jesus, teacher, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? Notice verse number 6. They were trying to trap him. Say trap him. They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. See, these religious leaders were using Scripture to their advantage. They were taking Scripture out of context, twisting it just enough to make it say or appear to say what they wanted it to say. Were people stoned under the law for adultery? Yes, but only in certain particular circumstances, and this particular circumstance may or may not have applied. See, here's what I want you to understand this morning, and that is this wasn't really about this lady, it was about the Lord. This whole story, this whole scenario, this whole thing, it was not about the lady at all. It was all about the Lord. Verse 6 again, they were trying to trap him into saying something that they could use against him. Little has changed, right? People love to use Scripture to their advantage. It happens all the time. See, if you, can, if you take Scripture out of context, if you mix and match Scripture randomly, if you twist it just a little bit, you can make Scripture say just about anything you want it to say or at least to appear to say what you want it to say. The title of my message today is Drop Your Rocks. Drop your rocks. See, see the rocks that, that these religious leaders had in their hands were literal rocks. There was li- they had literal rocks in their hands ready to stone this woman. Sometimes for us. We pick up a verse of scripture too. Often out of context, or at least out of balance with the rest of Scripture, and we use them like stones and throw them at one another. I saw a lot of this on Facebook during the pandemic. I even had some of those Scripture stones thrown at me. People love to use scripture to their advantage. But here's the problem, observation number, number four. And that is people who throw stones at others for their sin often ignore their own. See, when it comes to seeing the faults and the flaws in others, most of us have 20-20 vision. But we're totally blind when it comes to seeing our own these religious leaders who, who came dragging this adulteress before Jesus, no, no doubt they came with their hands held, heads held high and their self-righteous noses stuck up in the air, man. They came with their hands filled with rocks ready to stone this sinful woman. She's guilty, they proclaimed. We have eyewitnesses to the fact. It's a no-brainer. She should be stoned, they said. And we have the rocks and we have the right to do it. But what do you say, Jesus? What do you say? 
And Jesus said, okay, let's stone her. But here's how we're going to proceed. Verse 7, let the one who has no sin throw the first stone. You brought her here to stone her? You say the law says she's to be stoned? All right, let's fire away. But before the rest of us throw our rocks, the one who has no sin must cast the first stone. And one by one, they begin to drop their rocks because everyone in the crowd that day was guilty of some kind of sin. Romans 3 and 23 says, everyone has sinned and all fall short of God's glorious standard. What is God's glorious standard? Well, first of all, it's not a what, but a who. Jesus is God's glorious standard. See, see, here's the problem. We tend to compare ourselves with one another. I'm as good as him or I'm as good as her, we say. And maybe we are, but they are not God's glorious standard. Jesus is God's glorious standard, and he was perfect. Are there any perfect people in this room today? If you are perfect, would you please stand up? Now, hopefully, you are not an adulteress or an adulterer, but have you lied? Have you ever been guilty of jealousy? Have you ever had to battle bitterness? How about hatred? Have you ever cheated? How about lust or greed or gossip? See, people who throw stones at others for their sins often ignore their own. And here's something else this morning. The faults we see in others can often be found in ourselves. I've already told you this before. I've confessed it, but I'm going to use it again. Some time ago, it's been a while now, but some time ago, I, I was being very critical of something that was, I mean, absolutely annoying me in the life of one of my many pastor friends. And I have a lot of them, so you don't know who I'm talking about. And one day, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you are guilty of the very same thing. And I began to listen to myself. And sure enough, the very thing that I was critical of, of my friend, the very thing that was annoying in my friend was coming out of my own mouth. I was guilty of myself. See, the faults that we see in others can often be found in ourselves. Who knows? I don't know. Perhaps there were people in the crowd that day who held rocks in their hands who were guilty of the very same sin this woman was guilty of. Only they had never been caught. See, a lot of people are guilty of a lot of things, but they've just not been caught. And they, and they throw their pious nose up in the air and they point an accusing finger and, and truth be known, they're guilty of the very same thing. 
And speaking of adultery, don't, don't forget what Jesus said about adultery. Jesus said that, that anyone who looks on a woman with lust in his heart is guilty of adultery. Hey, hey, any man who would say he has never lusted would lie about other things too. People who throw stones at others for their sins often ignore their own. Jesus said it like this, Luke chapter 6, verse 41. Jesus says, you point out the toothpick in your brother's eye, but you have a boulder sticking out of your own eye. (laughs) Jesus could be a bulldog too, couldn't he? Well, let's look at the fifth and the final observation that I have for you today. And that is only the Savior has the right to throw stones and he chooses not to. See, out of all the people that were in the crowd that day, only one of them, only one of them was worthy to stone her. Only one of them in the crowd that day was perfect and righteous and holy and without sin. See, Jesus had the right. Jesus could have stoned her. He could have carried out her punishment, but he chose not to. He he chose grace and compassion and mercy instead. After Jesus said to the crowd, he who is sinless, let them cast the first stone. And after after every single one in the crowd eventually dropped their rocks and walked away, Jesus asked this woman, where are your accusers? Isn't there even one left to accuse you? And she replied, no, my Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I go and sin no more. Here's what the word says about Jesus. He neither condemns nor condones. Jesus didn't condemn her as a sinner, but he didn't condone her sin either. Neither do I condemn you, Jesus said. Go and sin no more. We love John 3.16. It's the golden text of the Bible, but oh, I love John 3.17 as well. John 3.17 says, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved. Well, hear me this morning, saints. We we are not going to win very many people to Jesus through condemnation. First of all, who are we to condemn somebody else? The truth is, listen, listen, the truth is, if we had been a part of the crowd that day, we too would have had to drop our rocks. Did you hear me? I said, if I'd have been in the crowd, if you'd have been in the crowd, if any of us had been in the crowd that day, we too would have had to drop our rocks. He who was without sin, he who is perfect, he who has no flaw or imperfection, oh, let them cast the first stone. I don't know about you this morning, but that leaves me out. The word of the Lord to all of us today is drop your rocks. Drop your rocks. Stop throwing stones. You have no right to throw stones at others. And if you are throwing stones at others, that makes you self-righteous. That's right. That's right. That makes you a hypocrite. The bulldog is growling today. Romans chapter 2 verse 4 says, God's kindness leads you to repentance. God's kindness leads you to repentance. Once again, let me say this. Don't hear what I'm not saying. 
Don't hear, don't quote what I did not say. Don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. That's what I'm not saying that God won't judge and punish sinners. I'm not saying that. He will on judgment day. But today is not judgment day. Did you hear me? I said, today is not judgment day. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of grace. Today is the day of mercy. Today, Jesus is standing with outstretched arms and calls our world to salvation. That's the day we're in today. The day of God's judgment and wrath is coming. It's coming. It's not today. Today is the day of grace. Today, the door of salvation is open. Today, God is ready to save. Amen. It's not a day for condemnation. It's not a day for judgment today. But that day is coming, and that day could come very, very soon. But today he extends his love and mercy and grace and unmatched kindness. Oh, the question is this morning, will you embrace it or will you reject it? See, God has made a way for us to escape his coming judgment and punishment. Yes, yes, condemnation is in the future. Yes, judgment is in the future. Yes, God's wrath and God's punishment for sin is coming. It's in the future. But all the good news is, the good news is I don't have to face it in the future if I have Jesus in my life today. So today is a day of preparation. Today is a day to get ready. Today is a day, amen, to receive God's grace so that when we stand before God on judgment day, he doesn't give us his judgment. He doesn't pour out his wrath. He, he pours out his love and gives us his reward. Oh, God sent his son to take punishment and wrath for us. Have you embraced him? And what are you going to do with those rocks in your hands? What are you going to do with those rocks in your hands? Only the Savior has the right to throw stones, and he chooses not to. I challenge you today, drop your rocks. Drop your rocks. Takeaway for the message this morning is this. The rocks we throw at others will be thrown back at us. Yeah, the rocks that we throw at others will be thrown back at us. Father, I thank you today for your word, oh God. God, I pray that your word this morning, Father, God will do, Lord, what you intend for it to do today. Holy Spirit, would you do your work of conviction today? Holy Spirit, would you do your work in this house today? In Jesus' name.